Welcome. Welcome at the third podcast of CUNO, Platform for Humanitarian Knowledge Exchange in the Netherlands. My name is Peter Heinze. I am the coordinator of CUNO. The subject of this podcast is Yemen, and we get some voices from war-torn Yemen. Three years of conflict and lawlessness in Yemen did bring the Yemeni hunger, diphtheria and cholera. Nearly three or four Yemenis rely on humanitarian aid to survive. And the dire situation is deteriorating every day. This was the reason why in March 2018 the UN Security Council made a strong plea for humanitarian access. In the first week of April the UN and their international partners launched an international appeal. They needed $3 billion for life-saving assistance. At the pledging conference in April in Geneva, $2 billion was raised. And just before this pledging conference, I did get a telephone call of Dirk and Alvin from Oxfam Novib, and he told me that there would be four representatives of local NGOs from Yemen in the Netherlands. They would be visiting the Netherlands. They were going to the pledging conference in Geneva, and after the conference they would visit some other European capitals. So quickly... Dirk Jan and I arranged for a meeting between these humanitarian professionals from Yemen and humanitarian professionals in the Netherlands. This podcast will give you four voices from Yemen, four representatives of Yemen humanitarian organizations. And the first voice is the voice of Nabil Alkamain, Director of Partnerships and Communication of the Yemen Family Care Association, and he is based in Sana. His main point, I think, is please stop the hit and run programming. Nabil Al-Kumain. We are, we are the team. We got to Geneva to attend the pledging conference of last week. You know, if, if you follow the pledging conference, there was a, like a, a humanitarian need for $3 billion U.S. dollar to respond to the Yemeni crisis. Uh, the pledges was $2 billion U.S. dollar. Um, it was great, actually, um, achievement in the pledge conference. Uh, but... I mean, a big but. It is we we said it in the. I mean, I mean, we made it clear in the in the conference that it is not all about money, and we we said it clearly that there is no humanitarian solutions for humanitarian problems. It should be political political interventions and a peace talk between all fragments of Yemeni people. We 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 also talk in the pledge conference that it is time for the humanitarian actors to start thinking about HDN, the Humanitarian Development Nexus. Uh, as we know that humanitarian assistant, assistance is important, but at the end of the day we are three years and uh, billion of dollars dumped into the country, but it is, uh, it is about like immediate response that we are distributing like food baskets, and like what we call it, hit and run. It is like, I mean, very short-term programming. Uh, we are asking for this resilience. Or, uh, I mean, uh, again, we are not to, to looking for sustainability, but again about stability. I mean, stability-themed uh, uh, programming, which is very necessary for, for the country for the time being. Uh, our uh, our suggestions actually was challenged by all humanitarian actors in the pledge conference. They said, no, it is not a time for Yemen for development. We told them it is not development. It is like humanitarian development nexus. So you try to do both 
both both sides you go in parallel yes for uh, i mean i mean for emergency relief and in, in, in the same time to include some components of humanitarian uh, i mean i mean for for resilience resilience based uh, uh, programming uh, life life in yemen uh, this is a very interesting part of it uh, i'm coming from sanaa and my colleagues from aden they can talk about aden further um, uh, Sana'a, I mean, maybe you understand that Yemeni people, they are very resilient. And this is good and bad. Because being resilient, that means, uh, that's it. I mean, you, you are resilient persons uh, and, and you will adopt yourself for the minimal, minimal requirement of life. Uh, nowadays, for example, cooking gas. Uh, the, the the canister of 20 liter is reaching to like 10,000 Yemeni real, which is almost like $20 for the canister, which is which is can be enough for a family for one week. And you can imagine that, I mean, you are buying, of course, from the black market because it is not available in the public fair anymore. So you can imagine that like... The, the average salary of Yemeni people is like 100, and uh, you, you are buying this canister by 20 US dollar, which is like fifth of your salary will go for a week uh, for cooking gas. And of course, we are talking about salary, but salaries are not there, because like, I mean, especially in the north, because now it is almost two years, uh, civil services employees, they are without uh, salary. Uh, electricity, of course, there is no electricity, uh, public electricity in, in the country since April 2015. All people in the north, they are, I mean, not all people, but those, those who, can, who can purchase solar power system. As you know, Sana'a is the first solarized city in the world. <laughs> yeah, and this is like one of the positives of the war. <laughs> Nabil Al-Kumail from the Yemen Family Care Association. Our next voice is the voice of Tamim Abdul-Rakib, and he is director of the Vidinian Association for Society Development, and he is based in Aden. As you know, Aden is uh, now the, the new capital of, uh, temporary capital of Yemen. Um, since three years ago, uh, the situation was very bad. Um, our work as NGOs was uh, hard. Um, many of uh, NGOs closed because their buildings are destroyed. Uh, some staff injured, some of them arrested, some of them killed. Um, now, Aiden is more safe than before three years. Uh, there is a conflict between the transitional, uh, transitional um, council and the Yemeni government um, about the union. Also, we have some is uh, security issues about ACES and uh, and Qaeda. Um, but uh, as, as humanitarian organizations, uh, we can access for many years, uh, areas, sorry. Um, many barriers uh, that, we, that we are facing, uh, funding. Um, most of the international NGOs based in Sana'a, not in Aden. Some of them have offices in Aden with, with not full authority. Um, 
but we still fighting for people. Um, that's all. Tamim Abdulhakib of the Wadian Association for Society Development. The next voice, the next speaker, is Laila Al-Fakim. She is director of Generations Without Cut, and she is based in Thais. And one quote I remember is, we really need new programs for health and for education. Programs that create livelihoods for people and that focus on economic empowerment. Laila Al-Fakim. Uh, so I am Leila from Taiz City, central of Yemen, from the, the from generations without cat. You know, cat the the green leaf. Uh, we start working on advocacy as as like an initiative. Then we we become CSO. Starting from 2015, we we worked on this uh, theme of emergency relief. We worked also for, for cholera response uh, programming, in addition to food security. Ta'iz's position is like special because it is in the center of the country and also controlled by the two governing authorities in, the, in, in, in Yemen. In the center of the city, it is controlled by the internationally recognized government and outside of the center of the city it is it is controlled by the de facto government so uh, one, one, one new component that, that we added to our work is, is the social engagement or the youth engagement in all, in, all, in, in all programming. That means that we engage them to build community mobilizers. So uh, because because even this cash for work is not is not is not like a sustainable project, we are looking also for more projects on livelihoods. Also, we are suffering from from the non-existence of the safe corridors in the city. So this is what we are advocating uh, from from the first meeting in Geneva. Um, that we we advocate for like safe corridors for 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 ties, and also make uh, some programming also new programming for health and education. And also creating uh, more 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 livelihoods for people. And economic empowerment. Thank you. Laila Afaki of Generations Without Cut. And the fourth and last speaker, the last voice from Yemen in this podcast is of Safa Murad Rafik. She is project coordinator of Tobe, a foundation for human rights and freedoms. She is based in Aden. And her plea is there is an urgent need for economic empowerment of women. Okay. من بداية الأزمة من 2015 في عدن كان عندنا توجه إنه ما ندخلش في المشاريع الإنسانية. So when, when this crisis started in 2015, we had the thought that we will not go in this emergency relief because it is not like our mandate. 
So we worked in the beginning like a hub, a hub office for the other local NGOs in the in, in the city of Aden, which their their um, uh, organization's building was was partially or, or or fully destroyed by the war. وكنا نعمل تقارير عن الوضع الحقوقي يعني يعني هم Yeah, and we generate a couple of reports about the human rights status in the city. The first report that we generated after the war it is about gender-based violence. بس بسبب إنه كل كل المنظمات والمؤسسات سواء كان الحقوقية أو الثانية بتشتغل فقط على السلة الغذائية فأخذنا وقت على بال ما نحصل دعم لفتح مساحات آمنة لنساء المعنفات. In addition to that, we we kept following the 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 donors to to create like friendly spaces for women. For the GBV GBV survivors. So eight 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 hundred women benefited from this program. Or because of the So also we found out there is there is there is an urgent need that time for for economic empowerment for women because some women they lost their breadwinners. So we 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 thought to move to Lahj, which is like adjacent city to Aden, to to and and open up the three friendly women spaces there. في ثلاث مناطق مختلفة. In 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 three different areas. والمناطق هذا هذه منطقتين من المناطق فيها كان تواجد للقاعدة وداعش. And uh, two of these three areas were already controlled. Uh, I mean, in the past, we were con- controlled by Al Qaeda and ISIS. So these uh, these uh, most vulnerable women were 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 offered a loan. I mean, non non interest loans. بالإضافة إلى توعياتهم في قوانين الدولية مثل 13-25-22-50 قوانين المحلية So also inject them with with knowledge about about the international laws and also UN resolutions in addition to peace building So this is this this project was was targeted Lahj and, and, and the Aden governorates in the in the south also Also, uh, some some components of this project went to the defendants for human rights. حالياً بنشتغل مع مبادرة هي مبادرة من النساء لدعم السلام الديمقراطي. Currently, we are working with some southern women to enhance uh, peace building and democracy, and we are uh, the only uh, organizations in Aden or in the in Yemen. They are they are they are advocating for the UN resolution 1325. Yes. Safa Murat Rafik, project coordinator of Toba, and she gave our last introduction from Yemen. After these introductions, we had a very vivid debate with those professionals from Yemen, but also with humanitarian professionals and human rights advocates in the Netherlands. And it was on a lot of themes, on health, on education, on the position of girls, on women, and so on, and so on. And if you want, you can find a report of this meeting, including the findings of this discussion, on our website, www.cuno-platform.nl.
If you like this podcast, please tell other people where you can find it. And see you next time, I hope. Bye-bye. Thank you.